to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vienyash. Today I am here with Aaron from Flatland Soul Band. Yeah. How are you? Good. Yourself? I am. I'm good. Cool. It's, um, it's kind of spring. I get to wear my rubber boots now. Uh, if you haven't I, noticed, I mean, you should. I mean, they're, very they're, nice. di- they're dirty now. But, Super nice. Um, I am not scared of any puddles. I switched out so. from my parka two days ago, I think. Yeah? So I'm, I'm finally on like the lighter jacket and it, it feels mm-hmm. great it's yeah. a beautiful thing i'm not going back yeah i'm not definitely not i'll Watch just it. wear it's gonna be minus 30 tomorrow don't. or something why would you <laughs> knock on wood because uh, <laughs> we don't want that we don't i'm done with winter yeah um i think i need a holiday to somewhere tropical possibly yeah, that's fair. um but everyone who's listening is probably also really glad that it's starting to warm up oh absolutely um uh, it's also perfect for you because we have an album release coming up yeah on april 4th at uh-huh. the goodwill absolutely uh, flatland Soulbent is releasing the ep S- middle of somewhere uh-huh. uh, with help from six foot citrus and big heist brass band uh-huh. for only 15 dollars yeah um, and uh it comes with the free cd it comes with the free cd um well at the door yeah at the door the ticket comes with the cd yeah. um what time does the show start uh, doors are at eight. Show starts at eight thirty, and we'll be done before midnight. So hopefully wow. it's not too late. See, that's a selling point for me. Yeah, um, because um, and my family as well. <laughs> as somebody who doesn't like to stay up till two in the morning watching music, like I love music, mm-hmm. I love the local scene, mm-hmm. but I lo- also love my bed. Yeah, me too. And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Just uh, watch watch a note for the the old people <laughs> or the. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bugging you. I'm just bugging you. <laughs> you know, we just recently both graduated from school, so we're both True. in the prime of life. So is this, gets this is the prime of life. Yeah, well, that's a reference to um to Friends. You ever seen that? Episode? Oh man, I haven't watched Friends in a while. That's okay. It's on Netflix. Which um, one was it? It's when uh, the, Mo- the one with the prime of life. Yeah, when Monica gets sick and um. She's like, no, I'm in the prime of live, and she's. Anyway. Oh no, I have seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that funny of a joke. Um, <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> okay, so let's um, let's backtrack. We're before the EP, uh-huh. you started. Um, how did you get started in music? So it's kind of a funny story. Um, my parents, when I was like really young, went to the symphony. Um, and they don't, I mean... Like just once? Just like once. They don't really go. My dad would fall asleep every single time. Um, and they're not, I mean, they don't listen to classical music at home or anything. I'm not one of those w- one of those guys. But um, <laughs> they <No shade>. went <laughs> and they, uh, they got a symphony sweepstakes um, lottery ticket mm-hmm. when they were there. They were like, let's give it a shot, right? Yeah. Um, they ended up winning the, the grand piano. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, so they've got this this beautiful baby grand piano that we've had in our house the entire my entire life, um, and so that forced me into piano lessons as a kid, mm. and from there I was always like 
because I took piano lessons young, I was good in music class and I was good in, you know, all this other stuff. And so all of my friends were kind of musicians as a result of that. And I jumped into guitar when I was like 12 or whatever um, and got super into band class in high school and um, jumped from clarinet to saxophone. From there, I went to the U of M uh, and it's it's just been kind of this this trip my whole life you mm-hmm. know yeah and did you and you went to the into the jazz program yeah I was on the jazz side of things mm-hmm. did uh, when you know. were in middle school or I guess middle or high school mm-hmm. or wherever mm-hmm. you doing your, were you in the, like the jazz band or yeah totally uh okay. all four years I was in the jazz band and my teacher was actually he's a jazz musician that plays for the WJO uh Darren Ritchie he's an incredible one of the best trumpet players in the city and so I was super blessed to to have him as my high school teacher that's amazing yeah wow um so what how did why did you decide to go to to university for for music i had to go to university and i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to do anything else so i went to jazz school okay and uh that's that was literally the extent of my thought process mm-hmm. so your parents were making you go to university well it was just like one of those things like you have to go to university and nobody talks about it. it's like i don't know Maybe that's it's kind of like this un- understood thing. Like once you right. finish high school, you go to university. Yeah, it's like that's that's the path, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Did, you didn't think of fighting that at all, or like I'm just going to no, be a musician. I, I always like I wanted to go to university, okay. um, and I think it was a, a good choice, um, but I didn't even apply, apply to like Brandon or anything, which was like really dumb looking back because I'm surprised I got into the U of M with the the chops I had back then. Um, so Same. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very glad I made it cause I have no idea what I would have done. Right. Like you, on, know? you get that application like, Oh, I get, okay. I guess I'm going to music right. school. Like, yeah. I got a, a call and I was like, Oh, I guess I'm in now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, cause I, and, and you, you start to think like, yeah, maybe I'm pretty good. And then you go and like, you meet <laughs> all your classmates and you're like, Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm and here. And then everyone you get else to, is, you get to third, fourth year and you're like, Oh, I think I'm pretty good. And then these first years come in, they're killing it. And yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Like these like sometimes child prodigies and it's uh, like, and they're always nice and you can just never get mad at them. I know. I'm like, why? I know. Why is the world the way it is? Yeah. Like, anyway. Why can't you just be a bad person or something? Exactly. Like, why can't I just hate you for multiple reasons? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so the people who, who are listening who know that I'm talking with them, we, we love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you horribly talented people. Yeah. So you 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 go to jazz, um, uh-huh. the faculty of jazz, mm-hmm. or jack- faculty of music and yeah, concentration and in jazz. Yeah. Do they call it the faculty of jazz? They just call it the, the, no. the jazz yeah. program. Yeah, the jazz program. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, I was a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you go from learning music? Uh, d- did you know what you wanted to do after you got your degree? Uh, I... I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a musician. I didn't know I wanted to be a jazz musician. And I don't think, even to this day, I think of myself as a jazz musician. I mean, I play the saxophone, but I play very little jazz nowadays. And I also, you know, still pick up guitar and drums and all this stuff every once in a while. My writing is, I mean, it's jazz influence, but it's not jazz. And I try and make it not jazz, you know? How do you do that? Um no extended solos okay that's like that's, that's rule number one that's really interesting because i i know there's one so yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> i heard a song on this um ep that had i'm like this is jazz <laughs> yeah that's fair. so then what do you want it to sound like what do you what do you tell people like what's your elevator pitch um well 
ideally it it should reflect the 60s and 70s era but brought kind of into a more uh, modern context okay. uh, and so that's that's a lot of what I've consumed musically uh, in the past couple of years with this band mm-hmm. uh, and so I think that's influenced my writing a lot as well uh, and so just bringing that out obviously of course it sounds like jazz because that's that's my background and that's right. the background of like the whole band and that's the harmony I like but yeah um, that crunchy yeah I, I like yeah 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 flat nines and mm-hmm. sharp 11 <sighs> yeah I know Beautiful. and I I'll be honest when I first got into school I was surprised that there was a whole faculty or sorry a whole program mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I never called you it, call it whatever I don't like. know I, I mean I never called it that when I was in school yeah. but I did I honestly didn't know that there would be a whole program dedicated to just jazz like I didn't know anything about jazz like, yeah it's it's than, crazy it, it still blows my mind that there's like a whole program dedicated to jazz music, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and it's it's amazing. It's yeah. it's and there's like a festival. <laughs> yeah, it's big. All about jazz, and it's crazy how like almost isolated you can be from it, and mm-hmm. but once you're exposed to it, it's you just see it everywhere. Yeah, there's that. Like, it's well, yeah. it's kind of like any other scene in in the city or any other city. That's you true. Know? Like, yeah. You, you fall into the punk scene and you're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of these punk guys that are huge in this scene that I've never heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Or the rave scene or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Classical, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's cool, but it's also, I wish that they were more integrated. Yeah. I wish that you could you totally. can kind of stumble into them a little bit easier. Like you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to necessarily look for it. Right, right. Um, but, you know, you know, baby steps. Um, yeah. The internet's well, making it easier. Yeah. Collaborations are getting easier and easier and mm-hmm. more and more. Right. Yeah, and this show helps too. Like yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so now we, I know, another Shout jazz musician. Yeah, oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, so who else is in, in uh, Flatland Soul Band? So we've got nine members. We've got... Uh, nine? Me, yeah. Do you tour the, all nine? Um, we're not touring at the moment. Um, I'm considering it, but it's a huge undertaking with that amount of musicians. You'll have to talk to Ed, huh? Oh, yeah. I talked to Ed about everything. <laughs> Ed from Apollo Suns. Yeah, yeah. he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so who else is in yeah. the band? So we've got, um, I play Barry Sax. Uh, Tristan Martinson is on tenor. Uh, Nam Nguyen, I still can't pronounce his name. I lived with him for uh, over a year. <laughs> um, plays alto. We've got Robert Hunter on guitar. Ilya uh, Osachuk on bass. Uh, Max Osawa on drums, and we've got uh, Elizabeth Sadler on vocals. Uh, I really hope I'm... Oh, uh, and the brass. We've got uh, Jamal Newcomb on trumpet and Anthony Bryson on trombone. Mm -hmm. And then on the album, we've got uh, this guy, Julian Carnero, on uh, keys. Um, But he's an engineering student at the U of M. Uh, And he just, he sat in on the sessions and killed it. Just... Did it on the side, no big deal. Well, he, yeah, yeah he's, I mean, I knew him from, like, jazz um, camps and stuff. Every, okay. He's just one of those guys that's in the scene, but he's not in the program, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, you'd rather be a, an engineer. M- rather make money, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, um, that's true. And, Smart guy. And um, I've been told that if you're good at mu- uh, music, you usually are pretty good at math, too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes I, sense. I mean, I've been told that, but... Yeah. I also love math, so I yeah I, yeah. Oh man, I tried to get into uh, Fourier transforms um, when I was in what's it called uh, interactive computer music, 
Um, and that's like that's how they do auto tune and, and all this pitch correct pitch correction stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just breaking down complex waveforms into sine waves. But I just I didn't have the math capabilities for it. And I wish I did because it's super interesting. I wish I had known about that program or that course. Yeah, it was with um, uh, Oren, Oren Sandridge. Of course it was. Yeah. yeah. He's the best. He's I only really talked to him like maybe once or twice. And he's mm-hmm. like one of the coolest just a genius he grew up in like the synth era and so he's just he knows everything about everything yeah yeah Yeah. i know he's we're getting a topic but i know he's like creating a really cool program um where you can i'm not getting into it i don't really i don't understand (laughs) how it works but um yeah he people who are listening or Sandred at the university of um everything he does google him he's got a website you can find him out so um how did you meet all these all these wonderful musicians so they're all from the jazz program except for uh robert hunter who i was in a ska band with um years ago this band lemon um and so we we played shows and that was like my introduction to kind of the the band thing right okay so we, we played all these uh bar gigs and he um he's a genius guitar player and he also is an incredible recording engineer so he's just one of the best people to have in a band and we actually rehearse at his place so it's just like without him i would be entirely hopelessly lost mm-hmm. um but everybody else is from the jazz faculty uh and just people i was in school with or people that um are you know a little bit younger than me um that were just killer players or whatever and super nice people so yeah they ended up being in the band and, and were you specifically looking for, like, okay, I need, I need a, a, a vocalist? Um, or how did, you, yeah. how did you pick the people that you chose? I, I wanted to work with a, a five-part. Actually, um, so the whole band came around out of this gig that I did uh, at the Park Theater in 2016. Um, it was, there's this band, New Nova. Um, this guy... Garrett, uh, that I went to high school with, is in that band, um, and they decided they wanted to do a set uh, at the park where it's their rock band and, like, a whole horn section, mm-hmm. and they would just do 60s and 70s covers um, just for this one show. And so he hit me up. He knew I was in the jazz program. Um, and so I ended up arranging all of the horns for that, and I got all my friends from the jazz program to uh, come in and do that gig. And it was a whole bunch of work arranging 10 tunes for a horn section for like one gig or whatever that paid like 50 bucks. Um, it was it was fun, though. But I was like, I've, I've got all these charts now and I am not using them. Um, so that's kind of where the idea of a big horn section came from. It's like I've got these arrangements. I may as well use them. Right. Oh, so you mm-hmm. you use the charts for a different band's music to so we this was before flatland was a thing um the park theater gig was just uh new nova and we call ourselves the nostalgic brass band or something i see okay um and so i arranged 10 tunes for that Mm. Um, and it was all these 60s and 70s soul and funk and r&b and like old school rock and roll covers right yeah um and so, yeah, I, I ended up using all of those charts as the first 10 charts for the Flatland uh, repertoire. Okay. Um, and, and was that performance instrumental or did you have a vocalist? No, we had we had a, a vocalist. Like it was just this whole rock 
setup, you know, just a, a typical cover band with a giant with horn section. With a horn section. Yeah. <laughs> so t- a little atypical. A little atypical. Yeah. Okay. So you, you enjoyed that show and you're like, man, I want to do this more or I don't want to yeah. waste <laughs> all right. this hard Right. Yeah. Work. I don't want to waste <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a blast and I think the turnout was good and it was just, it's fun music and it, all of that 60s and 70s stuff features a horn section. And so that's kind of where I gravitate towards as a horn player. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes and sense. Yeah. And I could hire all my friends and be like, hey, let's, you know, let's do these covers because we're actually featured on them. You know, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So then why did you decide the name Flatland Soul Band? Why didn't you stay with the that nostalgic brass band? Nostalgic brass band. <laughs> it's, that's a pretty horrible name. Uh, <laughs> well, that was just like not exactly Google friendly. No, sure I, th- I think that came up as a joke, and mm. we just left it on the poster because nobody came up with anything better. But that name was not sticking around. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was thinking about um, the Dirty Catfish Brass Band when yeah. we were coming up with a name. And if you think about it, it's a genius name. They've got first of all, Dirty Catfish is so synonymous with Winnipeg, and at the same time, synonymous with the idea of. New Orleans um, food like they catfish is well known Mm -hmm. down there right sure and known here Uh, and then the brass band is exactly what they are and that's the style of music from New Orleans and exactly their instrumentation so it's just like these these four words that kind of outline exactly what you do they're and dirty, where you're from they eat catfish yeah brass in their band yeah and it kind of has this like <laughs> funky vibe to it right For sure it's, yeah it's it kind of greasy yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. great so we went with flatland soul band because it sounds like it rhymes uh mm-hmm. and uh obviously we're from the prairies so flatland uh is a big thing and we do soul covers so we're a soul band okay um pretty straightforward it's mm-hmm. like and you know the name's not taken. We're the only one that has it. So yeah, that helps. I have it registered now, so that's <gasps> cool. Congratulations! Finally. That's exciting. Shout out to Heather at Creative Manitoba. Oh, Heather Bishop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did you do her art of managing your career? Yeah, <gasps> I heard about that from you. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy. Oh, that's right. Actually, I remember you telling me yeah, about that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I I highly recommend that course. It's excellent. It's wonderful, right? Yeah, it just like absolutely. totally changes your your view yeah. of of the business and yeah, I it gets you excited. Yeah. Right? It's Oh, I'm so happy. Excellent. It, it was super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. And actually to plug Manitoba music, Heather Bishop's doing a workshop at oh, uh, Manitoba music. I think it's in June. It's like financial management or something nice. like that. Would recommend if anyone who wants to learn more by Heather Bishop, which you should mm-hmm. um, check it out. Manitoba music mm-hmm. resources, workshops. Like yeah. the honor of Canada or something crazy. Right. Yeah. She's like a social activist and, yeah, and she's insanely talented and she's yeah. an artist, uh, yeah. not just a musician. Visual artist, yeah. yeah. But she's already been on the show. If you want to hear more about her, you can oh, uh, right, you yeah, can yeah. listen to that interview. This is about Flatland <laughs> Soul Band. Don't get confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how would you, uh, how do you, uh, or who would you say your main influences are when you are writing? It's, it's super eclectic um a lot of what i do is whatever song i'm listening to at the time it i kind of am crazy influenced by that Mm -hmm. um so if you listen to like a song like to my mother off off the album uh it would be it's like a isn't she lovely kind of like stevie wonder type thing i I just wanted a shuffle that had that kind of um kind of like joyous vibe to it you know um like 
saying thank you to somebody or or just ce- a, a celebration you know mm-hmm. uh obviously isn't she lovely is a celebration of his daughter and it's just this this big you know um it it feels like a, a party it's almost. wholesome yeah and it's, it's, and it's a yeah, good vibe yeah absolutely and so this is kind of a celebration of my mom you know? um and it's got the same shuffle vibe it's pretty much the same form what's a shuffle vibe like uh it's almost like a triplet thing you know okay i did not know that yeah it's sweet that's like the jazz side of things Mm, very neat yeah. okay we're gonna listen to that song in just a second but i want that this is a perfect point like so you do most of the writing or all uh, the yeah writing. i do yeah okay and when you're how does writing for a a soul band work what do you mm-hmm. how do you where do the ideas come from like obviously this came you wanted to do something kind of similar to this and she loved right. it but how does yeah. that go from i want to do that to writing this piece of music that becomes a band mm-hmm. So a lot of what I do is I'll uh, take a piece that I'm interested in or kind of a style that I'm interested in, uh, analyze it and figure out what makes it sound like that. You know, mm. um, if whether it's like minor nine chords that kind of give it that vibe or like sidestepping or some some kind of whatever makes it sound like that. In that case, it's the shuffle vibe and um, the concept of like. Uh, a, su- a suspended chord, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of their turnarounds are always these big suspended chords, and it gives that vibe. It's almost um, churchy, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of gospel influenced. Um, so I'll take that kind of concept, try and come up with a progression and a groove. You don't um, take the chord progression from the song? No, I, I try and come up with my own because okay. I, I don't want to be that much of a thief. Um, is it a thief though? Because music is yeah, I guess. I mean, we, if you're doing not, one, that, one six four five or whatever, yeah. you know, like a typical progression. Mm-hmm. But, um, I like to come up with my own because I just feel better about doing. For that. sure, it feels a little bit more genuine. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll do that, and I'll try and come up with a melody over top of that, um, fit lyrics to it, and uh, ideally, it all has like a concept, um, like. In this case, the the whole mother's thing, the the celebration song, and so that influences the harmony, that in influences the groove, uh, it influences tr- kind of the emotion of the song, right? Right. Um, and what I want to do is make sure first that passes the campfire test. Like you can play it with just an acoustic guitar and vocals, and it'll stand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to do that, you just have to have a rock solid progression and you have to have a rock solid melody and lyrics that are you know simple and effective right Mm -hmm. um once i've got that hopefully got that um i'll write do you actually play it at a campfire or no (laughs) that would be cool though i'd like yeah why not that'd be sweet yeah or like an open mic next album Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah, then I'll I'll fill in the gaps with with horns, um, and I'll try and come up with like a bass line because I'm a huge fan of written bass lines and um, even like syncing up the the kick drum to the bass and all this stuff. Um, just being super intentional about about all of that, um, and guitar lines that kind of complement the horns, and you know it's then you kind of transition into arranging, and I, I demo the whole thing out, try and figure out what you know vocal harmonies we need and then we hit the studio so you really you do everything before you bring it to yeah i try and have as arranged of a demo as i can um and then i i'll write out charts for the whole band 
um, and we'll bring it in and rehearse it. And I mean, there's some flexibility in the studio, obviously, and we'll, you know, do overdubs and stuff later on. But I like to have as much of a concept worked out as I can beforehand. Why? Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I have, Yeah, I'm just, I'm an anxious person. And so I guess that's kind of where that comes from. You need but that kind of preparation? Yeah, I need to make sure we go into a session knowing exactly what we're going to play so that first of all people can rehearse it because with particularly with like horn stuff um, a lot of it can get really difficult and even if it doesn't sound difficult like the register of the trumpet and pop music is always stupid high and so that takes practice or just these little filler lines or whatever or uh, if we've got a solo making sure somebody knows the changes Mm -hmm. uh, so that they can shed it before they're actually in the studio you know right just that kind of preparation i think really helps make an album Mm -hmm. like pre-production yeah exactly um okay interesting that's really i i just i always take for granted how much like how because a a lot of bands will come in like yeah i kind of just give them like the bones and then i let them kind Uh of figure it out but i guess with this big of a band you have to have so much more already kind of solidified before you bring it to everyone because if everybody's improvising yeah if everyone's kind of doing their own thing Mm. It kind of falls apart. Plus, just booking studio time, like we we just right. we don't have that kind of uh, flexibility with studio time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just here's a couple days that we can make all nine people, um, it make it work for all nine people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of where that comes from. Awesome. So we're gonna listen to to my mother now, um, mm-hmm. and when we come back, I want to talk more about the the album release but also the, the recording process because it's cool. with nine people it's going to be <laughs> i think there's going to be some a, a couple good stories at least yeah um, I hope so, so uh, everyone who's listening this is the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley Bienyaj, and i'm here with aaron from flatland soul band who hey. has their um or has his i guess uh ep release of middle of somewhere on april 4th at the goodwill we are, he is joined by um, Six Foot Citrus and Big Heist Brass Band. Tickets are only $15, and that includes your own copy of the EP, which is a pretty, pretty good deal. I um, hope so, yeah. yeah.
Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyaj. I'm still here with Aaron from Flatland Soul Band. Uh-huh. We were we were chatting for a little bit while you were listening to the song To My Mother, which is from the Middle of Somewhere EP, which is being released on March 4th at the April. Goodwill. April. Yeah, April. Did I say <laughs> March before too? No, no you okay. were good then. Okay, April, <laughs> April 4th, uh, which would have been weird because, I mean... Yeah. People will be listening and be confused. No, yeah. April 4th. Thank you. No um, uh, six Foot Citrus and Big Heist Brass Band will be opening. Tickets are $15, which includes a copy of the EP. As well, uh, the show starts at 8.30, but doors open at 8, so you can arrive mm-hmm. a little sooner. And the Goodwill is a great venue. Yeah. Oh, it's um, sweet. They have food attached. Yeah, yeah. Went to night. What's that place called? Have a good day. Uh, Is that what's still there? Because they had like... Uh, a little piece of heaven for a while, and then they had that one yeah. place, and now I think they've got the the soup thing, uh, cowhouse. Okay. I think that's what they've got now, and that place is great. I haven't been there in a while. Then if that's if it's already mm. a different restaurant, whatever they have in there is. Good, I was though, every time. Yeah, that's true. I was pretty bummed when Pizza Heaven left because I love yeah. their crust. Oh, I know the garlic crust. Yeah, <sighs> it's just it's not fair. It's, it's the the perfect 3 a.m. snack. Right. <laughs> and they're open so late. Why are they open so late? And well, then like there's the, a reason for well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they're strategically placed on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Um, and like the one on Osborne didn't help. I lived, like I lived right off Osborne, uh-huh. so it was just a walk down the street. Oh no. I would I would be like 300 pounds if that were the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was pretty close, <laughs> but I mean. If I didn't go to the gym, I think it's what... Anyway, we're not here to talk about (laughs) pizza. We're here to talk about music. Uh So you um, are releasing this three-song EP. There's an intro and an outro, too. Yeah. The um, the outro is almost a song. mm -hmm. It probably took as long as the other songs. To write or to... Uh, To write and to record. It's like, what, almost two minutes or something. So it's, it's like... Like a typical punk song length, even though... It's not a punk song, obviously, but... um, yeah, it's I, I call it a five track EP, but it's like three main songs in the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the intro is only like thirty seconds. Yeah. So. That, yeah. I mean, technically, songs could be thirty seconds. I guess so, but I mean, that one's like by far the the shortest track. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, what made you decide to? Or so actually, I want to go back one more a uh, little bit. So, Flat Flatland Soul Band. Started by this, um, the from the inspiration from the nostalgic brass band. You yeah, had ten, ten charts or ten songs charts that you wanted to right. recycle. Yeah, are any of those ten songs on this EP? No. Uh, so this EP is all original music, and those ten charts were all covers, just like sixties right. and seventies. That's mm-hmm. all good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sense. we, um, yeah, I'm proud to say that the whole EP is original music. Um, so I'm really excited about that. That's been a, a new venture for us because until now we've been uh, effectively a cover band. We've learned, you know, okay. 30, 40 cover tunes or whatever and mm-hmm. had all of those memorized. And that was a whole nother thing. But um, and we're still obviously doing that. We'll be doing some covers at, at the show just because yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of a, our identity. And, and we love doing that. Yeah. And um, so why did you decide to transition to original music? Um so it was kind of a, a natural, it was a weird process. Um, 
So it wasn't natural? No, I no? guess it wasn't that natural. Okay. But we were doing these covers, and some of it was just lacking. Like, we, we just weren't tight enough or together enough or we didn't have the energy or whatever. So I started bringing in uh, these funk etudes that I would write. Um, funk etudes? Like yeah, studies? Like a study. A study in funk music or soul music or R&B, right? And you that, wrote these? Yeah, I wrote these little pieces so that we could tighten up our rhythm section or our horn playing or we could just little pieces that would work on a specific concept that would apply to uh, a large portion of our covers. Cool. So that's that's where that came from. And we, you know, I came in with one every week and we would work on them. And eventually they got more and more elaborate and worked on more complex things and they would draw inspiration from more complex ideas um and yeah at, at the end of it we ended up with a whole bunch of funk etudes uh and w- when we were recording the album they a lot of these tunes were still called funk etude four or funk etude six or whatever um oh. we didn't have names for them we were just that was what we called them oh so this these songs were were etudes originally really yeah and like the outro is like a combination of like three or four different etudes um, that we kind of, you know, you you grab the melody from one and the bass line from another and you kind of grab the the drum groove from another and it all kind of meshed together. And uh, That's really interesting. That's where that came from. Wow. So how did you know, so how many uh, funk etudes did you, do you think you wrote all together? It Depends because some of them ended up being like full songs and some of them were, you know, songs that didn't make it, obviously. Um, I think I was (laughs) the rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's probably 10 or 12 that we called etudes. Okay. Um, And then there's a couple songs that we've written that weren't officially called etudes. They were you know, had actual titles and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, What I Wouldn't Do was never an etude. It was an actual song. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, Mantra and To My Mother were both etudes. And the intro was, <laughs> it's an Apollo Sun's tune that we didn't end up using. And that's, is, that, is that okay with this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. They, no, that, I, <laughs> they surprise. know. They okay. know. That would be so you funny. You never know. Though. Yeah. Surprise. She's like, come to the show. I'm like, hey, this sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It shows up on the Apollo Suns album, too. That would be super funny. That would be cool. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Trust me. No, yeah. I And I, I did write all of it, so I, I have, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. My decision is where it goes. Cool. Um, so you you were writing these etudes, um, and w- did the band just react and be like, "Oh, this is cool. Let's make a song out of this." Or yeah, essentially, they were like, "Hey, this this could be cool. We should get into more original stuff." And I was kind of hesitant at the time because, first off, branding is an issue once you get into both originals and covers. It's like, you know, what do we call ourselves when we're doing an elevator pitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we have to, you know, change our social media presence to, to reflect that? Or do we start like a side band um, and have, you know, one name for originals and one name for covers? Mm-hmm. But then you kind of lose all of your social media presence. And, and you know, it's, yeah. it's just this whole conflict. Um, so but we we ended up doing it anyways. Um, and we just we kept it all under the Flatland Soul Band name because it's all the same musicians and it's essentially the same concept. We're drawing from the same influences, but it just comes out in yeah. original music instead. Of and there's less work. Yeah. 
So yeah. Um, so would, Absolutely. would you do you still do gigs of all cover music or do you always try to include your original music now? So we pretty much have just been doing cover music. Uh, we threw in some of our originals um, in earlier sets um, and we realized it's it's kind of weird throwing like, you know, three originals in like 30 tunes. Um, so we ended up cutting those out and we're just doing sets with covers uh and then going forward we'll have uh sets with original music and sets with covers and it depends on the gig it depends on uh the venue like if we're playing three hours of Shannon's, we'll do just covers but if we're doing like a gig at the daughter or the goodwill with a couple other bands on the bill then we'll just do originals you know okay so you have this variety which is yeah we kind of um we have almost two different identities. We're like, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or something. Neat. That's so cool. So some of you are, sometimes you're Flatland, sometimes you're Soul Band. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny Or sometimes you're Flat Soul and sometimes you're Land Band. Yeah, something like Whatever. that. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. We had this vocalist um, when we first started out and he introduced us as Flat Soul Land Band. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Eh, you're, you're a part cut. of this band. Yeah. Ay That's funny. Yay. Uh, I was thinking about that actually I'm like okay what's the order I have to remember the order um, yeah. cause it's, it's, it gets very obvious flatland but, but like there's so, just like four one yeah, yeah. syllable words and like if you panic you might mix it up so yeah, yeah. maybe he just got nervous and wasn't I thinking but, something I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward yeah um, I hope so yeah I, I like it it kind of rhymes yeah we've been told to change to the flatlanders and stuff and I was like I, I don't like that as much mm -hmm. um, plus there's already another company called the Flatlanders, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think so." So when you make it big, you have to change. So like, <laughs> you're thinking ahead, right? Yeah, I, that would be sweet if we made it. <laughs> Shout out to Heather for telling us. Yeah, we're, we're gonna think make it big, big right? Yeah, right? I love, right. I love that. She's like, she's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are you gonna do after that? Yeah. What are you gonna do after that? Yeah. And like, what happens if you are gonna be successful? And I'm like, like, what? I didn't even. I don't. I don't even know if I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Great. So you've you've written these these three original tunes. Mm -hmm. um, why did you decide to record it, and why did you decide to record it on your own? Uh, so, one of the big things is we've we've recorded some covers before, uh, and posted mm -hmm. them up on um, our SoundCloud, um, and it's just it's a fun process um, recording, and our guitarist Robert Hunter has just this giant mic collection and a vast knowledge of recording mm -hmm. um so he's always stoked to record and it's it's gone well w um, with the covers in the past so we decided to just you know sit down and record these originals um, which ended up being a whole lot more work than i was anticipating Is mm -hmm. you know once you start thinking about actually releasing an album there's a whole lot that goes into it what did you start to realize that was that you didn't anticipate um I mean, even the things like the cost of CD duplication and the fact that you have to print physical copies, even though we're in a Spotify world, um, just because the radio stations, a lot of them need that. Yeah. Um, they don't take MP3s. Mm -hmm. um, and so once you start printing, you know, a couple of them, the, the more you print, the less the cost becomes per uh, CD. And yeah. so you may as well print a whole bunch. 
Um, plus the fact that I still use CDs in my car and I kind of just wanted to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like that. And then the cost of album art is, is a thing. Um, and of course, even things like printing posters and poster designs and mastering costs and, um, uh, like I had to learn how to mix. Um, I mean, I, I knew how to mix, but I didn't really know how to mix at a professional level. And so I took three months and like really, really learned how to, uh, hone my craft in, in that sense. Um, and that was a huge learning curve and something I, I didn't really anticipate going into it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Robert's a super busy guy. And so he, he only had time for a couple of tunes on the album and they turned out great. But um, yeah, I was responsible for mixing the rest of them. And mm-hmm. Hopefully they turned out OK. Yeah. <laughs> had you wanted to record more originally or was it always going to be three? It was. Yeah, it was always going to be the the three um, like m- the three tracks main and song like yeah three main marks. tunes yeah. and then an intro and an outro yeah. um, we didn't want to get into a full length because I mean even from the beginning I knew that was going to be a huge amount of work mm-hmm. uh, and so an EP is kind of more bite-sized more manageable and right. that's what a lot of people start off with you know mm-hmm. uh, even like with grants and stuff um, you generally have to record an EP before you record a full length you know yeah um, and I think having this EP will probably, if we decide to record more stuff in the future, hopefully that'll help with grant uh, mm-hmm. writing and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you have three songs, you can apply for Breakout West. Yeah. Which, is a th- which we were talking which, about. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about, which I highly recommend that you do. Cool. Uh, why did you decide to um, have an intro and an outro? Um, I don't really know, honestly. <laughs> um, the... It's just kind of what I was inspired by at the time. I was listening to, shoot, um, what is it, Summertime Madness or something by Cool and the Gang. And there's, I'll have to double check that. Uh, don't quote me on that. But okay. there's a there's a live version. And it's, it sounds killer. And they've got this, this super cool intro. Uh, and I ended up um, trying to write a couple intros for Apollo Suns. And it just wasn't coming out the way we were looking for for that kind of group because it it ended up being influenced by all the 60s and 70s stuff that I was listening to Mm -hmm. and all the jazz harmony that I had been trained in Um, and so it really ended up sounding like Flatland and so we had an intro right there anyways because I wasn't using it for Apollo Mm -hmm. Um, and then the outro was um, just a combination of the etudes that we had that didn't have lyrics because they were just these, you know, working on rhythm section stuff. Right. Um, and so that was just a combination of all of that. Um, and they always say in uh, in jazz school, end with a blues. And so we ended with a blues, you know. Um, it's a blues form anyways. Okay. Yeah. And for maybe those who are listening who don't know what a blues form is, what is that? Uh, so... It's just, it's a chord progression, um, and it's generally 12 bars, super simple. Um, l- look it up. It's <laughs> one, one, four, one, four, five, one, or five, four, one, or two, five, one, whatever mm-hmm. your turnaround is, but um, it's a chord progression. I feel sorry for people. I, 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 I wanted to know, like, I, I remember learning it in, like, basic jazz theory, I think, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. but... Um, 
Sorry to for you, those who don't know. You hear what it that. all over. The, like if you listen to sixties music, a huge amount of it is a blues progression. Yeah, that's just what was. And if rock and roll music comes from that kind of stuff, and so a lot of that is a blues progression. It's just super super common, and that. I mean, a lot of that comes from jazz, and that comes from the traditional blues stuff, and all of that is the blues progression. Yeah, I. It's so when you know that, like the 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 like the the, the basics. Uh-huh. It's crazy just how how integrated it is into modern music, and it's insane. Yeah. I mean, not to get too much into the copyright thing, like I think it's so bizarre when people do a copyright or try to copyright chord progressions. Right. And and say like oh we meant like really didn't yeah. like yeah it's this this variation on the chords G C and D yeah like, yeah come on like that was that was being done by like in bar, uh, baroque times like it's right. not yeah yeah it's I think it's so yeah so interesting um, yeah there was, there was copyright lawsuits are a little fishy to mm-hmm. me. yeah i think um music is just is just borrowed sound that's absolutely what's really what's the stravinsky um good composers borrow great composers steal mm-hmm. probably that Something sounds like, right i think that's stravinsky yeah um yeah that sounds familiar mm-hmm. um that's a great quote though I love it's it. true and but it's 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 true mm-hmm like I have a, one of my songs, like uh, ma- uh, the main chord progression that is a transition is from Beethoven, one yeah. of his um, sonatas. Like I, I just transposed it from I think it was A flat major uh-huh. to A minor, uh-huh. and um, there you go. I, I now, the now exact hand tune. position. Yeah, yeah it's right, like right. The, and it's like why not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and no one knows. <laughs> yeah, plus at least that kind of stuff that's uh, public domain. So that's you, true. You can rip that's it off also as much true. As well. Yeah. So just if you need a chord progression, just go listen to some old. Um, Th- that's music. what that's what I do with posters. Honestly, mm-hmm. you take like old nineteen twenties travel posters that are public domain now. You just <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know. Repurpose it. Yeah, it's you put your name on it and like you know change the color scheme and format so it fits to Facebook or whatever. Yeah, but it works and they look cool mm-hmm. and it's a whole lot cheaper than paying somebody a hundred bucks every time you do a show. Mm-hmm. You know? And nobody's using it. So yeah, and it's it's not. Illegal. It's right. public domain. Yeah. So, and it's interesting. Um, Amadians, when they were on, they were showing how mm-hmm. their music video, they just, the lyric video, they just took yeah, public Courtney, domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the stock footage. Exactly. That's yeah. super interesting. And, and it, it turned out great. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I was um, I was like, I was curious. And when I saw it, I was like, it, if, yeah. I, if I didn't know any better, I would just assume that they um, yeah. hired like a um, somebody. A, yeah, somebody really good. Yeah. yeah. So... She, props to her she killed it she's awesome right awesome so where would you like to see uh flatland soul band going like so you've got this ep uh-huh. um i'm assuming you're writing more music mm-hmm. now where Absolutely. do you where, do you want this to be a touring band do you want this to be i don't know what do you want to do with it uh there's there's a couple ways i'd like to go um originally we were actually thinking about being like a wedding and corporate event band that's why we're doing all these covers right mm-hmm. and that's why we we know you know three hours of music and all this stuff um and i'd I mean, still it's smart financially <laughs> yeah I'd, l- I'd still like to go in that direction especially since we're a nine-piece band like that's you know people who can afford that are you know doing corporate and wedding gigs right right um but that's on the cover side of things in terms of originals i would love to tour um 
we'll see how that goes because everybody in the band is in like two or three other bands and super busy. Classic um, Winnipeg. Yeah, that's yeah. how it happens. Um, which is a blessing and a curse. But also just the, the idea of traveling with nine musicians is difficult. Um, but that doesn't mean we're ruling it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to in the future uh, tour. If we do tour, it'll probably be um, because we released a full-length album and we're trying okay. to promote that. And that is something I'd like to do in the future for sure. Will you will you do the whole recording process on your own again, or do you, will you think you'll consider grants? And, and um, I think we'll we'll definitely consider grants. Um, I would like to have as much artistic freedom as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it would be great working with like a producer. Um, I've talked to Murray Pulver a little bit, not specifically about this project, but uh, just in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems like an excellent person to work with. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a genius and he works with, you know, uh, the dirty catfish and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. He's been on the show and he's, he's really, he's a, awesome. Yeah. He's, he's a really cool dude. A genius. Yeah. Great. Um, so if people wanted mm-hmm. to know when, if you're going to be going to a work can they follow you on social media, <laughs> funny you ask. <laughs> um, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash flatland soul band. We're on Instagram, instagram.com slash flatland soul band or in your phone, Instagram, uh, flatland soul band. Um, we're on SoundCloud, uh, slash Flatland Soul Band. <laughs> uh, we'll be on Spotify and Apple Music and I don't know, Deezer and Pandora and whatever. Google Play and yeah, Google all Play, streaming YouTube, services. Uh, anything that DistroKid puts our music out to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that'll be Flatland Soul Band for all of that. And we're actually in the works of making it um, a website. So we nice. do have the domain name flatlandsoulband.com. Uh, that'll be on the back of the CDs, and it should be up soon, I hope. It's a lot uh, of work. It's, it's a whole lot of work. That's another thing I didn't think about when I was doing the EP. Yep. You know? And, like, as like when I created, like, the website for Wimpy Music Project, it, like, I've changed the format, like, a hundred times. I, I'm never happy with it because it's, like, there's, it's just so much work, uh-huh. and there's so much that you Gee, can do. And WordPress? Uh, no, Squarespace. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm on WordPress because I figured there's pros a bunch of... There's lots yeah. of pros and cons for yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we won't get into that. Yeah, that's uh, But we can talk about it after. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to listen to What I Wouldn't Do, which you can hear on the Flatland Soul Band EP, Middle of Somewhere, which is officially released. Or is it already available or... No, it'll be out uh, April 4th. Oh, so this uh, is like a sneak peek. Yeah. So you haven't heard it yet. So uh, a nice little premiere. Uh-huh. Uh, the album release party and where you will get your own copy of the EP is on April 4th at the Goodwill. You also get to hear Six Foot Citrus and Big Heist Brass Band. Uh, tickets are $15. Doors open at 8 and the show starts at 8.30. Uh-huh. Um That's great. You get a, a copy of the EP and you get a party all night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you get to be home by uh, by midnight. By midnight, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's a win in my books. Absolutely. Jazz music, uh, jazz influenced music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, that's all good. And um, and an early bedtime. Mm-hmm. What, what, and um, it's at the Goodwill, so you get food too. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good great. food. Mm-hmm. Good food. Good music. Good people. 
and a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. And a good sleep. Exactly. Love so, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yeah, I really thanks for having it. me. Yeah, no, I wanted to have you on for a while. Um, I've had your card in my wallet, and I can see it. I'm like, got to email him. <laughs> Probably given you like 25 cards by no, now. Um, <laughs> how about that? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you've been to the grant writing hangout. Yeah. Um, which um, I really appreciated that. Uh, and you came, did your little transcription stuff. Yeah, uh, that was cool. actually for Flatland, funny enough. Cool. Writing awesome. charts. It was super helpful. Yeah, so if anyone else is, uh, would like to, we have an- another um, grant writing hangout yeah. coming up on April 7th, which is the Sunday after the album release. Nice. Um, grant application, uh, grant due dates are coming up soon for uh, artist development and uh, recording uh-huh. juries, um, yeah. the jury sound recording for the Mental Film Music. Um, so this is a great opportunity to come down to the 4th on mm-hmm. Sunday, 12 to 4 and uh, just write grants do your grant reports write do your transcriptions for maybe yeah. your your band or for your school homework if that's what you have to do yeah. or just come and say hi um it's super chill there's yummy avocado toast uh-huh. that you can eat if you want yeah um, it was super chill last time super chill and yeah grants are a blessing mm-hmm. they know that blessing is the a very appropriate word because it's not very common it's mm-hmm. not something in the states it's yeah. and every province I know. everybody that comes here says uh grants are like the best thing mm-hmm. you know everybody from the uk and it's just incredible yeah it's it's why if it's there why not use it why not a- try to access it if you can yeah um so for the future for the future absolutely mm-hmm. yeah perfect so again thank you so much for coming on and thank you everybody for tuning in to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley bianyaz your host i'm here with Aaron from flatland soul band make sure to come to the show at the goodwill at uh 8 april 4th